0: Sometimes our spiritual lives go up and they go down, they go sideways, and sometimes we can't get back. This happened in history, this will happen in the future, this happened in the seven churches of Revelation. Find out more on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse
0: guys welcome to this episode of inverse we're so excited for this episode especially because we have a new cast member and we're so excited and we can't say we're so excited we keep saying the word excited (laughs) over and over again Uh, we're gonna maybe you can pan to to Jonathan he's a good looking tall gentleman to my right to your left and uh, we we have Siku in the house today in the studio and also Sebastian and we're gonna be looking at the seven churches yeah Jonathan where do you hail from where do I hail from? Yes, well, where are you originally?
2: <laughs> I'm originally from Europe, from uh, the Europe. country of Austria. Yes. Yes. Not, not Germany, but Austria. Exactly. The place where everyone just sings and dances like in the sound of music. Uh-huh. That's what we do all day long. Really? Is that right? Well, you, you fit in now. right here. We're going to do right. some dancing Perfect. and singing. Wonderful.
0: Uh, hopefully, we won't see Sebastian singing. But uh, otherwise, hey, we'll, hey, be, hey. we'll be into the, into the Word <laughs> uh, and then studying the seven churches. So, let's have a word of prayer. Jonathan, if you don't mind.
2: Absolutely. Let's out. pray. Father, we love you and we love the word that you've given us. And we just want to understand it. Help us to dig deeper. Give us your spirit to guide us as we try to extradite these lessons that we find in the seven churches of Revelation. Thank you that you will do this. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we look at... uh, Episode 1, we look at the beginning of
0: Revelation, why it's so important to look at this book. Episode 2, we look at John, he's stuck on an island, and we actually get into the vision. And now we go, we're going to go through a tour de force around what modern-day Turkey is to these seven churches mm. and the applications for today. So in our Bibles, let's go to Revelation chapter 2. And Sebastian, can you read, uh, let's read the first verse of chapter 2 there.
3: All right. Revelation 2, 1. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Verse 2, John.
2: I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have, pre-
1: and you have persevered and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary.
0: Verse four. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Sebastian, can you read verse six and seven for us.
3: But from its place. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God.
0: Okay, so we read that first uh, church, the first church, the church of Ephesus, mm-hmm. and there are seven churches, and uh, Siku, give us a little bit of background. What What is going on in these seven churches? Why are there seven churches? And
1: get us started. Well, we talked about in previous episode that Jesus... Through an angel is giving this revelation to mm. uh, John, the mm. beloved disciple, and he's writing letters now that are going to go to these churches that are real-life churches that exist mm-hmm. in Asia Minor. And each of these churches have been established after Jesus went back to heaven. And Jesus, even after he went to heaven, is still concerned with the state of the church on earth. Mm. And, you know, in, in chapter one, we talked about he's walking in the midst of his church. right? And so he's got an intimate Knowledge of what's happening in the churches not just an intimate knowledge But he has genuine concern for the situations that they find themselves in so he gives um, he addresses them. he gives uh uh, praises for good things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. He rebukes them sometimes for things that they're not doing right. And he gives them promises that they can hold on to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Jonathan, give us a little bit of, so we just read the, the first chapter, uh, the, first, uh, the first, first. first church there, the first church of the Ephesus. So all the churches kind of follow a similar pattern, kind of guide us through uh, that structure a bit.
2: Yeah. Well, it starts out with Jesus um, addressing the church. Uh, he says, you know, the name of the church, Ephesus or Smyrna or Pergamos and mm-hmm. so on. It continues. And then he, he introduces himself. He gives a, a certain title for himself or describes himself. And every description gives us a different viewpoint of who Jesus is, which I really love. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into a description of, um, of what is going well in almost all of these churches. What is, mm-hmm. what is going well with you? What are you doing well? But then, of course, because he loves us, he will also tell us the things that are an issue that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And then he, he kind of goes into this rebuke mode and says, hey, this, this needs to be figured out <laughs> before I come. Mm-hmm. And then he moves into an appeal uh, to repent, an appeal to, to come back to whatever uh, was there, what was, what was right. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, it ends uh, always with this saying that we should listen to what the Spirit is saying to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love the,
0: the, this, this part of the seven churches because these are real churches. That yeah. happened, that existed in history. Uh, also, the cool thing is, these were major cities back in their day, and that Jesus loves people, his people, in cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the exact year, but a couple years ago, or maybe it was, I don't know, so after the year 2000, that the world, 50% of the world, there's more people who, live, who are living in cities than right. the yes. non cities yes. for the first time in Earth's history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Uh, the gospel needs to just go forward in cities, and this is just mm-hmm. a great motif to launch mm-hmm. us into that. Sebastian, what are some things that pop out? Now, we don't have time to go through all the seven churches. I mean, that's like a whole season in itself. Yes. Uh, but what are some high points? What, what pops well, out to you? Before Sebastian okay. goes,
1: I, I just wanted to point you out to you. just
0: got, you just <laughs> got, uh... It's okay.
3: I got
1: robbed. <laughs> it's all right. No, I mean, not, not, not about Ephesus in particular, okay. but just to say, he's writing to real life cities that existed in yes. his day. But he's all the message that goes to those cities has application not just to them then mm-hmm. but to us now in our individual mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. And it also goes through like the church as it has gone through historically. Mm-hmm. So so the message that we read in Revelation 2 and 3 it's not something for back in the day, right. mm-hmm. but it's something that has application to our day and something that gives us a view of what happened in right. the church historically.
0: Okay, so we're just on the score there's a historical fulfillment and then a prophetic fulfillment
2: mm. and then also a personal, personal. fulfillment. If I can steal some more time from Sebastian, yeah. <laughs> so you, had, hey, hey. Uh, you know you have. You're uh, well, fit I'm, in really I'm well here. Here. I'm here. I'm allowed to do this. Right? We'll sure. give it one time. All right, all right. Uh, you, uh, it's interesting because there were obviously more than seven churches. Mm-hmm. You have here seven churches, and this is uh, if you read the book of Revelation, you see there's all these um, these uh, episodes of sevens. These you have the seven plagues, you have the seven trumpets, mm-hmm. seven, seven bowls, all seals. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. seals, yeah. Mm-hmm. And here are seven churches. Seven is a number of completeness. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is addressing not just these seven local churches. Churches, as you said, but his complete church, his mm-hmm. body on earth. That's mm-hmm. right. And it's kind of
3: historical to the fact that it was very common for an apostle to send a letter to a church and it be read in other churches around that yeah. church. Mm-hmm. So it's also, you know, okay for you to take some of my time. <laughs> but as I take it back, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, one of the things I wanted to highlight here in the introduction is Jesus in verse one of chapter two in, in each of the letters where he introduces, he says to the angel of the church Mm -hmm. which we understand to represent a messenger right and which is really dealing with the minister of that particular church which shows that the first person who really needs to receive the application of Jesus's counsel to a church is the leadership Mm -hmm. and a lot of times we overlook this sometimes it can seem like oh well there's problems with the church it's like, well, there's these two members in the church or there's this group of people or this certain you know, uh, mode of thinking that is clouding the church. But when Jesus addresses the church, he starts first with the leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it it brings a lesson to me that when I look in my home and if there's problems in my home, it's easy for me right, to get into a situation where it's like, oh, if my son would just do this or if my wife would just do this or you know, my daughter would just do this, then... But rather than stepping back and saying, if this is something Jesus would have against your own Christian life or your own family Mm -hmm. or even your own church, you need to start introspecting at leadership. Mm -hmm. And
1: that, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I completely resonate with the leadership um, aspect, but just to say, I think it also underscores in each of the messages to the church the introspection like yeah. it's a call for everyone to examine yourself mm-hmm. yes. it's not a call to point fingers at other people it's to say look he says i know your works and he's not talking like generically like he's like mm. i know your works siku <laughs> i know your work sebastian i <laughs> i know you even the stuff that other people don't see i know, I know. Mm. and it calls you to really stop and not focus on how the world perceives you but realize god sees you you know and you got to think about that and these messages are very very personal
0: let's fly through the seven churches really quick so we start in Ephesus this is the early church this <laughs> is what just give me just quick tidbits uh you know they
3: they they were a very loving church and loving church fell away apostolic, from that
0: but they've mm-hmm. lost their first love, love. right yep. That's kind
2: of what happens after you know you you, you fall in love um, but if you don't keep it going yeah. Things can dwindle down. So you've got to kind of refresh that.
0: Okay, so then we go to Smyrna. This is the persecuted church. People right. yeah. are dying and suffering. Yeah. Then go to next is Pergamos. So Compromising. Pergamos. Compromising. And then it's kind of, you see this kind of almost slow Declined. decline. <laughs> and then Thyatira is kind of the bot. They bottomed out. Yeah. yeah. Corrupt, <laughs> corrupt church. Uh, corrupt church. Mm. There's just totally crazy mm. stuff going on. Then kind of is like a little bit of an uptick. We go to Sardis. What's happening in Sardis?
3: They're basically dead. They're like, have a name that they're alive but
0: Okay, dead. they're dead. They're sleeping.
2: There's they're not really of much going holding on. Holding on to our previous reputation, it was pretty good. Yes. But if you, you know, just hold on to that, and you don't continue. Yes. you Can't hold on to your past. You got to move forward. Okay. Yeah. yeah oh, that, that's tweetable. That's good. You can't hold on to your past. You got to
0: move. Oh, that's, that's good. good. That's good. I left and then my phone. we move to Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia, not Philadelphia, America, but Philadelphia in, 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 in Turkey. Uh, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. This is awesome. Yes. Where everything's lovey, fuzzy, yeah. fuzzy. Nothing fuzzy, negative fuzzy, about this church. Perfect. All good. And all then good. Laodicea, which is the best church of all.
3: The worst. No. The, uh, the worst best of the worst the best yeah. of the worst absolutely
0: all right so let me ask you this question how does this mimic our we see this in in church history yeah we went oh, yeah. to the early church all the way down to the middle ages and now it's where we're, we're here where we are today but how does this mimic your personal lives
2: mm. Well, I think, you know, as you come to the Lord the first time, yes. uh, right now, for example, I'm, I'm working with some individuals in my church mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we're studying the Bible together and they are just on fire for God because mm-hmm. God has, for the first time to them, revealed himself visibly to them, in, in well, visibly through the Word and through some experiences they've had mm-hmm. and they just want to do everything for God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fear that, you know, in a couple months, maybe in a couple of years from now, that fire will go out. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same experience we see here. And, and if we don't stay on track, if we don't stay with the Lord, you know, step by step by step, there's a danger that um, that fire will go out and that, you know, compromise will come in. And mm-hmm.
3: also you see that when you first give your life to the Lord, you, go, you typically go through a lot of persecution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, you know, when I first started keeping the Sabbath, it became this yeah. constant issue, you know, all the time as a mm-hmm. Christian. And it's like, well, Sebastian, you don't want to go out with us. You don't want to party right. like this. You used to be into this kind of stuff. You know, girls, I used to get their phone numbers and now they're like, calling me back it's like I'm not into that anymore I'm trying to be a Christian man Mm -hmm. and you go through this this kind of period of persecution Mm -hmm. and from that persecution you're kind of pure and faithful and you're just trying to hold on and then you kind of go to the Pergamum phase where it's like these little compromises begin to come into your life and it's almost as if that initial persecution is kind of faded away everyone's accepted you're a Christian Mm -hmm. now you're a believer you're kind of Mm -hmm. part of us Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it becomes well how do you grow this thing how do you expand? And engage the world, and sometimes you start allowing things that before you would have never allowed Mm -hmm. in order to do that.
0: And then finally, you get to a point where you're totally bottomed out and you're part of the world. Yeah. Okay, after the break, we're gonna come back and we're gonna see. Sebastian's gonna tell us how do we get out of this funk? How do we, we have our ups and downs. What do we do when we're completely down? Stay with us.
1: Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: We're in the midst in the, of Thyatira, the the compromised, not compromising, but compromised church. And just to recap, I mean, first time you're with Christ and you want to make decisions and you're going through suffering, you go to Smyrna, you make little compromises here, you go to Pergamon, and finally you're compromised. You're, you're, oh, you're right. totally out in the world and you, there's no differentiation between the world and you. Sebastian, get us out. How do we get up our funk?
3: Well, I think there's two things. When you look at the, the church in Thyatira, You see, Jesus reveals himself in verse 18 of chapter 2. He says, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. So, first of all, it starts off with Jesus reveals himself to every church as if he's already the solution for your problem. Mm -hmm. And those eyes of fire kind of have that searching element of purification, Mm -hmm. right? And his feet, which are feet like fine brass, which has been refined. So, number one, a lot of times, Pain and trials and tribulations wake us up mm. when we're kind of in that bottom-down situation. It's kind of like, man, how did I get to this place? Because mm. if we're truthful, right, mo- a lot of people would never have come to God were it not for pain. Mm. It's like if, if sin doesn't hurt, if going and straying away from God doesn't hurt, as, as when, when we studied the book of Acts in previous seasons and you have that kicking against the pricks, it's like you'll continue to go the wrong direction mm. if there was no pain. And so you see that, number one, God is like, you have to see yourself for who you truly are. And a lot of times, trials and tribulations and problems, they bring that out. And you realize, man, look how far I've fallen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first step of getting out. And then the fact that him being the person who is um, the son of God, he tells the council in verse 25, he says, but hold fast what you have till I come. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it, it secondly goes on from the fact that now that I've seen who I am, Don't become discouraged. Don't become overwhelmed and start, you know, have an extreme sense of melancholy reflection and saying, oh, I'm such a terrible Christian. Like, maybe I was never a Christian at all. When in actuality, Jesus is saying, just hold fast till I come. Mm -hmm. Just continue to hold on to Jesus. And as, you know, I remember one person said, 80% of life is showing up. And so I tell people, sometimes when you don't want to study the Bible, you don't want to pray, just show up anyway. Mm. You just show up. And God is going to show up. And mm. that's one of my favorite promises in, in Second Chronicles 15 where it says the Lord is with you as long as you're with him. Mm. Mm. So as long as you hold on, the Lord is going to stick out with you to the end of the line. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, uh, John, okay. Well, I won't mention this. We'll come back to you. Sure. I, I love the fact that, well, I don't love the fact, but it's cool that it takes like four stages to get to where Thyatira is at. You know, mm-hmm. there's this kind of mm-hmm. long descent, but there's only two stages to get back up. Yes. You know, it's mm-hmm. just Sardis. And then philadelphia i mean philadelphia is where we want to be like the, you yes. know the fuzzy wuzzy hot chocolate christianity you know? <laughs> and but it's there's this there's this intermediate stage of sardis where it's the sleeping church it's the intellectual church this is the enlightenment but it's mm-hmm. really the dead church yes mm-hmm. and it's and, and whereas Thyatira, this year are you're compromised you're complete in the world you're you're dealing you know all the you know <laughs> all the stuff that you're doing, <laughs> uh-huh. but you're not really feeling your need. You're totally doing bad stuff, yep. and you don't you don't care. Whereas, debt is you're 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 not even doing bad stuff you're yeah. just completely numb and you're needing life. And that mm. that that start of stage is the opportunity where God's God revives you. Amen. brings you to Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, Jonathan, I love the fact that and I we'll want maybe come back to this, but Jesus kind of reveals himself in a very, in a like supernatural way, but to each church he just reveals, he identifies himself as one of those lines or some component Sebastian kind of mentioned it. Yeah. Like to thyroid to the to the worst church, he says, I got eyes of fire, <laughs> right? But to Smyrna says, hey Smyrna so is like, I'm the first, and the last. I, I, I can resurrect you guys.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? yeah.
0: Why does Jesus do that? And, and bring out some of those elements.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's really beautiful um, that God... And Jesus here to us reveals himself in so many different ways. Yes. And you know the eyes of fire uh, that that he can see and is aware of everything. I just love the, to know that. Some people are scared of that, like whoa, God knows everything. Mm. But I think that is actually very comforting because that means he can fully relate. Mm-hmm. And and we know he can. I mean, he lived amongst us. He is the Emmanuel, right? Yes. Uh, you see that he is the first and the last, the one who was dead and came to life. He's the one that, as you said, can resurrect. He has power. He is unstoppable. He has the key of David. He can. You cannot stop God. If you're with him, mm. he's going to move you to the next step, wherever that's going to go. Mm-hmm. And it just moves on. He's the one that, you know, who has the seven spirits of God. We, we, we see that as the Holy Spirit who empowers us to be faithful, to, to do amazing things for God, to be yes. just on fire for him and, and revive us, the revival that we talked about. Yes. And it just moves on. Um, he's the, 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 the amen, the faithful, the true witness. He is the beginning and the end. He is everything mm-hmm. Jesus so for whatever life situation happens Jesus has a response to that mm-hmm. he has a way of dealing with you in that situation
3: and I mean and think about that how crazy that is is no matter where you are in your Christian experience Christ is relating to you yeah. based on what you need mm-hmm. and that just goes to show the the importance of an individual Christian walk that's yes. not compared to to Siku or Jonathan or Justin to say, man, you know, Justin's like constantly testifying of all these blessings and I'm like, dude, like, it's not my Christian experience, right? Or you're like, man, Sebastian always has drama and, like, trials in his life. I know, right? (laughs) So it's like, man, what's going on in his life? But you realize that in every circumstance jesus is relating to me according to my experience yeah. not
0: it's a just customized experience
3: absolutely and, and in this generation right of you know i want it my way and everything's customized exactly the way i like it you know christianity says in the person of jesus you get that on the deepest level mm-hmm. and about the most meaningful aspects of your life yeah. it's, it's completely intimacy, customized. intimacy with jesus it's intimacy, and yeah.
1: then, let me say you know we we talked about these the seven churches kind of as phases in your christian experience yeah. but just going with what sebastian says it doesn't mean you have to mm-hmm. be dead spiritually yes, it doesn't sure. mean you have to be corrupt yes. it's just if you are there's a solution you know mm-hmm. if, if you get to that place right. jesus has a message for you that is personal for you and so it's awesome if you are philadelphia like from the from your first love like all the way stay, to the right. end and stick it out. like that's all right I, i'm only saying that because when i was a kid I was upset that I was born into a Christian family because mm. I'm not going to have a conversion experience and mm. you know have this wow comparing myself with the people who get up and stay, share their testimonies. But the reality is, if you're born into a Christian home and you love the Lord from as early as you can remember <laughs> and you want to serve Him and work for Him for right. your whole life, mm. that's okay. And you know you know that's, don't have to go out and drink alcohol and, and, and that's, crazy. And
3: that's huge because... It reminds me of you know two experiences when I first became a Christian. There was this woman in the church. I think I was leading out in some sort of um, Bible study, and she was like, you know, I appreciate your fervor and your energy, but you know, eventually yeah. when you it's, gonna old, mm-hmm. it's gonna
1: flame
0: out. You're gonna She's like, you're her. gonna you're gonna yeah. tame and yeah. Yeah. you're
3: gonna come down. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like what like. And so for me, it's just kind of like, man, I just want to like defy this woman. Like my right. whole Christian experience right. is like, I see her like, as soon as it's like, Sebastian, you're becoming average. And then you just hear that woman's voice, it's going to flame out. And you're just like, no. no. Like, and, and then. So
0: she's Ephesus, and you're like, that, Philadelphia. That's right. It's like, no, yeah. man,
3: in fuego. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to stay like beyond
2: fire. Like, right. you know what? But what the sequel is saying, I think it's really powerful. What do you say was also powerful? But, you know. Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> trying to be your thorn <laughs> in the flesh here. Um, the
3: diplomat. Okay.
2: Okay. But you know just just because there is a solution doesn't mean you need to experience That's the problem, problem. Yeah. right stick with stick with Jesus mm-hmm. and you know Uh, you can avoid some of these church experiences Mm -hmm. by he can take you to the next level, to a level that's not even described here. Mm. So these stages are not uh, consequential.
0: You don't have to go through one to experience the other. They may Mm -hmm. be just seven different stages that we are at in in everyone's life, Uh, independent. I I, I love the fact that um, you kind of go with Jonathan was saying, but some people have an experience with Jesus where Jesus is that loving fuzzy wuzzy comforting Jesus mm-hmm. yeah like if you look at Smyrna who's going through persecution mm. Jesus has nothing bad to say mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. it's just complete comfort and encouragement yeah and to Philadelphia the hot chocolate people I mean he just <laughs> loves them loves them to death literally to death <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's other people who are in Thyatira mm-hmm. yes and Jesus doesn't have a lot of good stuff to say to Thyatira no uh, and, and, and if anything he actually says a lot of stuff that's not good to them. Correct. Um, for like, and so it's the longest passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes. And so sometimes Jesus, who, in his infinite wisdom and love and and character, he's a good parent at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and sometimes he says those words that
3: mm-hmm. that are
0: not there just to punish us, us for punishment's sake. Yes. But to but to. Kick us, kick us in the pants, and and, and, and get us, get us, you know, going on the right track. And you, you know, it, right it it
3: That's kind it. of reminds me of um, there was this woman in in uh, I, my church in Boston, and she was like coming after a Bible study, and they were reflecting on how to improve the young adult Bible study. Mm. And she was like, you know, I want someone to tell me I'm a sinner, like make me feel like a sinner, right? And you're like. <laughs> What kind of feedback is this? Like, (laughs) make you feel like you're a sinner? Like, that's not the goal. It's to preach the word of God and to recognize that the word of God, who is Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. is going to take the same word that can be an encouragement for you and can be cutting for me. It's like to tell, you know, them, be faithful unto death is like a blessing to Smyrna, but it's cutting to Thyatira. Mm-hmm. It's like, look at all this compromise, be faithful unto death. It's mm-hmm. like, man, we have not been faithful. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's so super key. What you're saying is that, you know, when we go into experiences, it's easy for us to kind of box God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what revelation here at the seven churches pushes us against. Mm-hmm. You're not going to box God and just say, oh, he's just the God of love and grace and mm-hmm. acceptance of any and every little thing. No, we see that. Yeah, I love you. And I know the works, the good things that you have going on. But, you know, you have a lot of issues. We need to get to work on this thing versus Smyrna. Just be faithful. Yeah, it's going to last no more than 10 days. Yeah. And it'll be over.
0: And then throughout the message of the seven churches, Jesus saying is he's, he's in the midst of these seven churches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're legalistic and you've lost your first love, I'm still in the midst of yeah. you. Are you suffering? I'm still in the midst of you. Mm-hmm. Are you compromising or compromised? compromised. Mm. Yeah. I'm still in the midst of That's you. Crazy. Are you dead? I'm still in the midst of you. Are you <laughs> awesome? I'm still in the midst of you. And if you're just Laodicean, we're going to talk about Laodicea mm-hmm. a bit because Laodicea is like awesome, awesome, awesome. And they think they're awesome but they're not awesome
3: yeah. mm. I mean it's the worst situation you could possibly be in right. mm. and they
0: have no need they have no something. but Jesus is still in the midst of them mm. um, I think that's the message that's emerging out of here Amen. let's talk about a little about Laodicea what's going on with Laodicea what's the problem in Laodicea
2: John. well Laodicea is an interesting church uh, they have um, a lot they're rich uh, they feel they feel like they have everything they need yes and then Jesus comes in and says well uh, verse uh, chapter 3, verse 16, because you're lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That's mm. some strong language there. Mm-hmm. Vomit yes. you out of my mouth? <laughs> you know, what yeah. in the world? That's spitting. That, yeah. <laughs> vomit. vomit. Yeah. It was the light version. The light yes. Yes. version. Do yes. right. not yeah. illustrate. Fine. I will not. I'll let you do that. Okay. And then, and then he's, he goes in and says, you are poor, blind, you're wretched, miserable, naked, you're a mess. Yes, mm-hmm. And here he, he has hot to be vi- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lukewarm, Warm lukewarm. Mess. Warm mess. <laughs> lukewarm mess. And he's basically making very clear here. You need help. You, ne- you don't realize how much help you need, yes. but you need help. And Jesus has to be strong because they're so in their own bubble, not realizing right. what's going on. Right. Mm. And so he says it and he wakes them up, but he doesn't just rebuke. He always counsels, here's what I want to give you. He says, I will, you know, buy gold from me, uh, The gar- which is, you know, a pure faith that works by love. The, the white garments, Christ's righteousness. Yes. And then um, he will give you the eye salves. Uh, that's the Holy Spirit enlightening you, uh, helping you to see your true condition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: right. This is a sobering message for, for all of us. How many of you are in the midst of Laodicea? And mm. the, the Laodicean condition is, I don't even know what state I'm in, and I don't even care. Mm. And I know for a lot of us, we think we're Laodicea. uh, We think we're Philadelphia, (laughs) right? Or sometimes we go dramatic. We're like, I'm Smyrna or whatever. (laughs) But Laodicea is the church of the last days where we're so comfortable in where we are. Take some time now. And if you're convicted like all of us, we uh, we are here on this panel. Take some time and say, Lord, give me the desire for the desire. Mm. Hopefully that's your prayer. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here on Inverse.
1: You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.